Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Uh, Guy Havelt and uh, James Regan will be the panellists uh, this morning as uh, we uh, use up uh, a little bit of uh, airtime talking uh, some really good issues. And uh, there are some pertinent ones today, Guy Havelt, beginning with Darcy Swain, who faces the judiciary today. Um, what do you think the outcome will be? I mean, surely we're not going to see him at Eden Park Saturday night. Uh, no, we won't see him at Eden Park. I think that's pretty obvious. What do I think the outcome will be? I think the outcome, I think what I think the outcome will be is what I, is different to what I hope the outcome will be. I suspect he'll get somewhere around four to six weeks. I think he should get a few months on the sidelines. I thought that was a disgraceful act of sportsmanship, uh, a disgraceful uh, act full stop, really. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind. You could see he lined up Quintu Pyre's knee, he lined up his leg, uh, and he went for it. Uh, and and when a player has absolutely no defence in a situation like that, I just think it's a, it's something that should be punished as severely as they possibly can. I see a couple of people have suggested that he should be out for as long as Quintu Pyre is out for. I would support mm. that. I don't think that'll ever happen, but I would support that happening. I, I just thought it was pure, yeah, utterly, utterly terrible. I don't want to um, take anything away from Quintapaya's ability here. Uh, I don't want to, you know, because he is a fine player and I think we're going to see the best of him at international level. God willing that his knee recovers to its full capacity and it just might not. Just let's say it, ho- uh, hope so. Uh, but here for me, Guy, uh, had this been, had he lined up Adi Savia's left knee and taken that out, um, would we be even more over the top about this? Yeah, I hadn't actually thought of that. I think we probably would be. Uh, if it, let, Let's say go back, you know, 10 years or whatever, and if it was Richie McCaw or Dan Carter, uh, mm. you know, people would be wanting to bloody burn rugby Australia down. That's how mad people would be. It shouldn't matter, though, who the player is. If you are, are doing that sort of act on the park, and as I say... I feel it was deliberate. If you were doing that sort of act on the park, uh, to me, you need to be handed the harshest possible penalty that you can get. That stuff should be nowhere near a sports field, uh, and it should not matter who was on the receiving end. I think you're right, though. If it was a, a one of our greatest of all time, so to speak, uh, then I think people would be absolutely flying off the rails about it, which they, they are to an extent, uh, but it probably, mm. probably would be even stronger. James Regan, good morning to you. Where do you sit on Darcy Swain and what he might cop today? 
Yeah, morning, Smithy. Morning, Guy. Um, yeah, Guy was absolutely right. I mean, the the first look at it was, was bad, and then the replays where it saw him lining him up, where his knee was positioned, Quinn, I think Aaron Smith said um, he was a sitting duck, which was absolutely right. I mean, it was it was just awful. And then everything that's kind of happened afterwards, and, you know, the All Blacks themselves clearly look like they're they're quite annoyed with what's happened, so they'll be wanting a lengthy ban, and it has to be. It's not like they, they're using them to maybe make an example of going, you know, we want to get this out of the game. If you do this, this is what you're going to get three or four weeks. Like, this is just a brainless, stupid challenge, and, and he should miss however long, definitely the rest of the year and maybe into next year as well. I'd love to know if he's gone and sought Quintipire out and kind of apologised. I'd hope that he has, given he's a professional and, and you know he's injured a fellow professional in a pretty serious way. And you're right, like we've seen injuries like this where the players come back and they're not quite the same, or it takes them a long time to get to where they were. And it's also cost Quinn a place in this week's team as well, given what um, has happened with David Avili. So it's shocking, and it's, it's, it needs to be dealt with appropriately because hopefully then it'll it'll stop another player from doing the same sort of stupid thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I totally agree with that. And let's not forget he was uh, the man with the headbutt too in the series against uh, England and copped a couple of weeks for that. So he is a previous offender, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we'll stay with you if I can, uh, James, because Joe Parker is talking very, very positively. I've never heard a boxer that doesn't, but um, about this, this uh, upcoming fight, and it's not far away now with Joe Joyce. How are you seeing it as it grows closer? Yeah, yeah, it's been really interesting. The sort of things that have come out of the Parker camp this time around. Joe is notoriously doesn't like to talk a lot, likes to, you know, let his boxing do the talking and his, you know, boxing's nice guy, which is fantastic. But he does seem to have a little bit of an extra edge to him this time around, doesn't he? And the way he's talking and I know Andy Lee, his coach, is is really really positive in the way that he's looking. He's looking fast, he's looking fit. He's, if you look at him, he looks in fantastic shape. And technically, he's a much better boxer than I think Joe Joyce is. Joe Joyce is powerful. He's got the height and reach advantage. He's a little bit older. Um, but as a boxer, I know Andy Lee has said they're worlds apart. Joe Parker is, is a much better boxer. So if it comes down to that, it should be a really good night for Joe Parker. If it's a kind of a slugfest, then he might have an issue. But... He's got a lot more tools in the bag than I think Joe Joyce does. And there's a lot of confidence coming from him, which is great to see. OK, uh, we'll take a, a very short break for the 10.30 news. When we come back, might look at a bit of uh, netball, uh, the, controversy, uh, the controversy around netball at the moment uh, with Guy Havelt and James Regan, plus uh, All Black team to be named, NRL, um, and uh, Cricket's new rules too. And the T20 side named yesterday. Plenty to talk about uh, very shortly. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Guy Havelt and uh, James Regan uh, with us this morning, and what a pickle netball's in over this uh, tiny Jamison uh, thing, Guy. What do you make of this? I think it's a little bit embarrassing, to be honest, Smithy. I don't think it's Netball New Zealand's fault at all. Uh, I think it's a bit embarrassing for for, uh, Jamaican netball, uh, Commonwealth Games, silver medalists, obviously, and, and in terms of on the court anyway, making a real 
resurgence and a real um, surge for that top spot in world netball. Uh, they looked very good at, at the Commonwealth Games, but then they come here. Um, well, they come here. They, they they make their way here. They try and make their way here. They eventually get here uh, with not many players uh, available to pick from. With a 38 year old in Carla Borrego who made her. Uh, well, not debut, but played at the 2003 World Cup and retired mm. six years ago. They have to bring her in from Australia. It's all a bit of a shambles, and I actually feel sorry for Netball New Zealand. It would have been a great series for them. They have sold out tonight's first test, which is great. Although, in saying that, if you've bought a ticket to that, hoping to see the best Jamaican side up against the best Silver Fern side, you might be feeling a little bit uh, short change for what you're going to get. Yeah, a, a real shame, uh, I think, for everyone from a New Zealand point of view involved in this. And it just feels like maybe uh, Jamaica Netball didn't have everything sorted in time, uh, which I think is, is hugely disappointing for all involved. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's almost farcical. And as you say, uh, we can't really blame New Zealand Netball for it. They've, they had it all sorted out. It was been on the agenda for quite some time. Uh, when these passports are held up somewhere in Washington, for God's sake, about a netball series being played in Hamilton and Auckland. God only knows uh, all the details that are involved in that. Uh, let's, uh, James, uh, look perhaps at uh, the NRL this weekend. Uh, teams are out for the preliminary finals. Uh, who's your pick? Uh, Cowboys, Eels, Panthers, Rabbitohs. Do you think it'll go the, the favoured way with the two teams that have, uh, of course, um, you know, had the, the week off with the, with, uh, the bye as such? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think it's a wide-open competition with the exception of probably the Panthers who have been the, the bench line, the, ben, the benchmark for, for a couple of years now. Um, I'd have to go Eels in that first game against the Cowboys. I think even though the Cowboys had the week off, the Eels just look red hot. And if, if they can get going like we know they can, and they've been a bit hot and cold, but if they can get going, I think they'll win that one fairly comfortably. And then that uh, the Panthers-South game, I think it's fascinating. If South can play without as many errors as they did last week and if they can get it together, Latrell Mitchell has a good game and, and Cody Walker gets things going for them, um, then then they, they could be an upset. I think Penrith will be, um, will be ready. They'll have enjoyed the week off. They'll have all their stars um, ready to go. But... There could be an, a bit of an upset there, but I'd still go. I'd still go Panthers to go all the way as well and get the back-to-back premierships. Is that how you see it, Guy, or would you prefer perhaps the Cowboys? Uh, look, Smithy, I, I haven't watched a huge amount of NRL this year for various reasons, uh, but from what I have seen, I, I think it's going to be very hard to beat Penrith. Uh, I think they'll make the grand final, uh, and the other one, I. What Parramatta have had a have a have had a pretty good uh, last few weeks or last you know months or so two months or so so I think they I think it might be a Penrith Parramatta final and as I say I think it'll be very hard to beat Penrith to win the title. Okay, so uh, you both agree on that, right? Let's uh, look at uh, the ICC's new rules which have uh, come out and uh, two of the most uh, interesting ones for me, uh, the mancad and uh, the saliva on the cricket ball. Uh, I can see the saliva kind of things with the health issues we've been through in the last few years, and I've always been found that a bit dodgy, and I've always been grateful I've had gloves on. But uh, here's the other thing to consider, Guy Havelt. With your, um, your upbringing, your, you know, your considered cultural background, uh, and uh, you know, the way that you, uh, of course, do things 
probably to the letter of the law. Would you consider a man cad now with your upbringing? Probably, probably. Man, I, 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 I'm above board in all aspects of my life. So you don't worry about that. Um, uh, yeah, I would. I would. I, I, I've got no problems with it. I think it's a great little part of the game. Um, I, I think if a batsman is trying to get a blatant, uh, almost unfair advantage, fair game, 100%. I don't think it should happen all the time. I, 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 I think if a batsman is, you know, you know, like a, a couple of centimetres out of their crease, and I think it's a bit rich of the bowler to try that. But if a batsman is so persistently trying to get that much of an advantage, what's the issue? Um, I, I think it's totally fair game. Good on the ICC. Um, as I, said, I don't want to. I don't want to see it every game, but every now and again when it happens, um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm a fan. James, what about you? Would you would you deliberately mancad somebody, or would you give them a warning? Yeah, I, I think a warning's fair, um, but I'm absolutely all for it. I, I think it's an amazing part of the game. And it's we were talking about it this morning. It's both teams, or both batsman and bowler, trying to get a little bit of an edge, right, which is what sport, and especially top-level sport, is all about. If you feel like you can steal a few inches of the batsman and, and get down the other end quicker by getting out of your crease, fair game. But if you're a bowler who's cunning enough to, to see that they're doing it and warn them, and then they keep doing it, and you can you can run them out. Then <laughs> that's amazing, and it's, it's so much better because it's so controversial. So I'm so glad that the ICC have kept this rule because it'll still divide people, and it's one of those rare things where a bit of divisiveness and a bit of controversy is actually good for the game because everyone everyone loves a handcat or they either love it or they really don't like it. So I think it's good. I think it's a great weapon for the bowler to potentially have, given how much dominance we see batters have at the moment as well with with everything that kind of works in their favour. So I think it's a great little all-power to them. Yeah, I, you know, I don't mind it. Actually, I've never been a huge fan of it. I've seen it done. I've never been a victim of it. But I, I don't mind it in white ball cricket and T20 cricket in particular where you're looking to actually crib ground and get to the other end with an unfair advantage. Don't like to see it in a test match. I really wouldn't like to see it in a test match, but that's just the old-fashioned me coming out. Uh, I have felt there will be an all-black naming tomorrow, as usual. Uh, what are you expecting? I mean, this is a test match the all-blacks need to win for the, uh, the rugby championship as such, and... We're still not in a situation where we can take liberties because whilst we're a record is slightly better, it's not been convincing. Yeah, just quickly on, on that point that you just raised, uh, I think you're right about the Test Match Arena. I, I think I don't think it should be there. Anyway, moving on to, to the rugby, uh, I, I, it sounds like Sam Kane might be missing, uh, might be back, sorry, uh, might be missing this match after his HIA or his, his small head knock uh, and Artie Savia will be back. I think that's Good for the All Blacks in, in the sense that Tavia comes back. Obviously, a bit of a, a bit of a question mark around what they're going to do in the midfield, um, and a few accounts that they might put Geordie Barrett in the midfield uh, and then put Bowden Barrett at fullback. Uh, well, you know how I feel about the fullback situation, Smithy. I don't think I need to spell that out anymore. Um, but uh, Geordie Barrett in the midfield, why wouldn't you have an actual midfield? I mean, I don't. This, they might not do this, but that is the rumour that is going around. Why would you not put an actual midfielder in the midfield? I know they're a little bit short on those stocks, but when, if they are going to have Roger Tuivasa-Shek as an opportunity to play in next year's World Cup, when are they going to give him a chance? 
I mean, you've got mm. the Bledisloe Cup wrapped up. You, I know the rugby championship's kind of on the line and that sort of thing, but I would have thought you would put a midfielder in the midfield. I can't stand um, putting players out of position, particularly in an important position like the midfield. Uh, Geordie Barrett might do a decent job, but put a midfielder in there, um, leave Geordie Barrett at fullback if you're that desperate to play him at fullback every week. But as I say, I'd love to see Will Jordan given a chance. Um, and I don't think Bowden Barrett, uh, I think he's a first five um, and that's where he should play as well. So, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd have Roger Tuivasa-Sheck making his debut, uh, and as you well know, I would have Will Jordan at fullback. Yeah, I know you'd have Will Jordan at fullback. Um, and just finally, James Regan, uh, what about your options? Yeah, on Sam Kane, I think it might be actually a good week for him to get a bit of a break as well, if he is a little bit, um, you know, kind of 50-50. They'll, they'll obviously tread with caution given it's a head knock but given what he's kind of endured this year and the weight he's carried going into the Northern Tour it might actually be a good thing for him to have a week off I agree you've got to put Roger in like if you want to have him as an option for the World Cup then a home game at Eden Park is home ground where the Bledisloe Cup is already locked up give him a start or or bring him off the bench, whatever you do. But for me, he's got to be in there because it is still a pressure situation. They don't want to lose to Australia. Maybe that's part of the thinking if they do put Geordie there is, you know, well, we we really don't want to be the first team in in how many years to lose to Australia at Ian Park. But if you want to have him as an option, then you've got to give him a run and you've got to see how he goes. We know he's an amazing uh, athlete. He's an amazing asset. And if you want to put him in there, then, then now's the chance to do it. So Guy Havelt, uh, being the, uh, uh, the magnificent journalist that you are, and of course James will put you in that category as well, Guy Havelt, um, are you free being at both days at Eden Park or what? I have to work on Sunday, so unfortunately I would have loved to have gone to the All Whites against Australia. I, I think this is a fixture that they should try and do every year, uh, and I think a lot of sports should try and do every year in the, in the trans-Tasman elements I'm talking about. I think we should try and make a, a kind of annual trans-Tasman sporting um, festival as as often as we can. So I'd love to see the All Whites play Australia annually. I would have loved to have been there this weekend. I hope they get a good crowd. I won't be. I will be going to the rugby on Saturday, though, uh, because uh, obviously I can get there. uh, Even though I am working on Saturday, I won't be able to get there for the Black Ferns, but I will be able to get there for the All Blacks. I'm working on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, I I will get there for, for that. Uh, and as I say, I, I wish I could go for, for the football. I think it's awesome that we've got a little bit of a, a, a sporting kind of weekend uh, spread across two days. Uh, a lot of chat about Eden Park. I think it'll hold up very well. They, they do it excellently um, there, Blair Christensen and his team. Uh, and obviously they've had two or what, three, two, two days, three days of NRL 9s there before. So I don't see why they couldn't have three games of sport there as well. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be fantastic. So get along if you can, 100%. Okay, uh, Guy Havelt and uh, James Regan have been uh, great on the panel this morning. Thanks, guys. Really do appreciate it. We'll have another panel uh, around 10.20 tomorrow morning as well. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.